0: It is Sunday, June 27th, 8.45pm. This is Writing Walks, and I'm your guide, Alexita Lander. As you can probably tell by the lack of ambient nature sounds, I'm back in my little studio this time, recording this episode of Writing Walks, but I have kind of a good excuse for it. I was originally hoping, and I'd mentioned this on Twitter and a few places too, to record a Writing Walks episode when I was on vacation in Yosemite National Park. Unfortunately, as things always happen when you're traveling and you think you've packed everything you needed and you discover when it's too late that you've forgotten something, and in this case I forgot any sort of recording mic, I try to see if my... Fancy headphones would have some recording option, but they did not, and then just recording straight into my phone wasn't going to be good enough. So unfortunately I wasn't able to record an episode of Writing Walks in Yosemite, as I'd hoped to, as gorgeous of a place it is, and it would have been perfect to do one there. Um, I did at least think about the episode I would have liked to have recorded there, and it took me a few days. I was there for three nights and four days, and it took me a little while to kind of come up with a topic that I wanted to talk about that included where I was in this unique place and and what I could talk about that would relate to writing. And like I said, it took me a few days and then I kind of stumbled on the idea of conflict. I know I've talked about conflict in a previous episode as one of the subjects, but sometimes when you're writing or trying to write a story, And like I said before, you you want to have conflict. You want to have constant conflict to drive the the pace and the tension and the adventure in your story. And sometimes it can be a little tricky to find what sort of conflict you want, the right kind of conflict, or even just, you know, kind of come up with ideas for conflict that you want to use in your story. And so as I was enjoying the beautiful nature of Yosemite, this was um, a subject that was coming to me of conflict, that conflict is all around us. You kind of just have to practice a little and get used to seeing where it is and how it is and how it affects everything around you. So that's what this episode is about, conflict and how it is all around us and kind of how to find it, how to look for it and how to use it in your writing when you need to come up with ideas for conflict. So this was planned to be recorded in Yosemite, so I did want to talk a little bit about Yosemite At first. So it's Yosemite National Park, one of the first national parks to be founded in the US, and it is about a four and a half hour drive from me, headed pretty much east, a little bit north, and then east. So it's not too far away, and it's this massive valley that's been carved from a glacier long, long ago. And so you get this really unique place with these massive giant rock formations around you that stretch way up into the sky and pretty much every second that you're there you feel humbled by these massive stone structures around you that just reach up to the heavens and that you're just one little person amongst these giant trees and this these massive mountains that have been around for tens hundreds of thousands of years possibly millions in a very long time and you're just one little person on this earth for a short while so it's as i said it's humbling the um i did have a little fun looking up the origin for the word yosemite the joke my father-in-law likes to tell is that the guys show up at yosemite valley before it's been named and say oh yo's a mighty valley and that's where the name came from not so (laughs) unsurprisingly but it's a fun little joke to tell the kids um But the original story for Yosemite is it was a name used by the coastal Miwok tribe for the um, indigenous people that were living there in Yosemite Valley. And it sounds like a nice, almost friendly word, floral, almost like evocative of something beautiful, Uh, but it actually means killer. And that was because of how these particular indigenous people in the valley were seen by the coastal Miwok and They were threatened by them, and so they named them that. And so the name has stuck. I mean, it's classic Western white culture where we use this name that sounds so nice and don't actually even know the true origin of it. Um, The other common name that is used in Yosemite for the famous hotel there, the Awani Hotel, is what the area used to be called, which um, stands for Big Mouth. Alright, that's enough about the origin of Yosemite, so let's get started with some conflict. So, as I was thinking about talking about conflict and and doing this episode while I was in Yosemite, I realized there were kind of two areas that I could kind of focus on to come up with ideas for conflict. One of them was for myself in my brief stay there, which was a wonderful vacation, I had a lot of fun. But as all vacations are, they're never perfect. You always have hiccups along the way, issues, things that happen that you never expect. So this was kind of my list that I came up with of the conflicts I was going through. And then I'll talk about the other kind of conflict a little later on that I came up with. Uh, We'll say that as a little surprise. So my conflict was the day after I arrived there, I went on a hike with my son and It was a pretty tough hike. There were lots of other people doing it, but it was a strenuous hike. It was a lot of work, and my son was doing it, but he wasn't having a great time. So in that, I was having conflict with needing to do this heavy hike, but knowing it was going to be worth it because I was going up to see Vernal Falls, which are these beautiful falling waterfalls. If you check out my um, Instagram, um, you can find... Lots of photos I took from Yosemite. And you can see Vernal Falls there. So I knew at the end it was going to be well worth it. But getting there took a while. It was a number of miles. And going up was pretty steep at first. And so it was a lot of work on me. And then also working with my son, who didn't know what he was going to get to see and was getting pretty impatient and tired. Understandably so. But also just like, you know, I, I knew what, how amazing it was going to be and how shocked he was going to be when we got there and he truly was he was just like awestruck by it but again these were conflicts that we had to work on and overcome to get to where we wanted to go Uh, the end of that day we actually went to the bottom of Yosemite Falls which wasn't too far from where we were staying and there are these beautiful falls you get to see by a bridge there and just absorb them and observe them in their majesty as the water continuously falls and just like takes your breath away And what was ticking me off was that it's all properly closed off so that you can observe it from a nice distance. But there were literally tens to over 100 people climbing where they shouldn't be and crawling around towards the bottom of the falls. So it was both ruining people taking photos and endangering all these people's lives and kind of ruining it for everyone else. So that was another conflict that really... I had to deal with and didn't deal with well, it got me really angry, because here I was with my family and with all these other people enjoying these beautiful falls, and it was literally being ruined by all these other people hanging out there and going where they shouldn't. And say one of those people gets hurt, possibly even killed, because they could could fall and really hurt themselves, then they might shut this whole place down, you know, so... That was another conflict I felt myself dealing with and got really angry with and it took me some time to kind of cool down after that. Um, another kind of almost inane one is um, where we were staying. There were these little, basically, um, buildings of of rooms that we were staying in. And there are different names and then there's all various parking around the place to get to it. But there's only so much parking and so some days I would get a pretty close spot to park. Other days I'd have to park further away. Again, this seems simple thing, a simple little everyday thing, but it is a form of conflict because having to park further away, I would have to drop my family off closer, make sure I could find a parking place later on, then walk. Minor stuff again, but it was a conflict, something I had to solve and overcome to achieve what I wanted. Uh, another tricky one that I dealt with was just being familiar with the place. I hadn't been back to Yosemite in 17 years when I went there on my honey room. I remembered lots about that honeymoon, but I don't remember, you know, exactly how the rows were and how it was all laid out. And so I had to learn that and get comfortable with it. Also, normally there's a free shuttle service running around the whole valley floor, and that wasn't available this time because of COVID. It was about to be available in a couple of weeks, but it wasn't available this time. And so it was me navigating my way around and there were a lot of one-way streets and a lot of driving again not so bad because the views are always just spectacular non-stop but still it was a thing where i had to work on getting comfortable with knowing my way around now next time i go back i'll feel like a totally different person because i know the layout much better and much more comfortable with it i've overcome that conflict and i've reached a new level uh and then this little last one which is kind of, it's probably the funniest one of them all, was when we were taking showers there, there'd only be so much hot water, and it felt like certain times of the night the water would just be warm and not really hot, and then sometimes it would be hot and then go away pretty quick. I don't know if it's because there was limited water there or just because it was so busy with the number of people there or what it was, but again, it was... Some nights we just had to have lukewarm showers or almost cold showers, and some nights it wasn't nice and warm. So, again, a little conflict, but something that you just had to deal with and can... When you add things like this, details of these kind of conflicts that you achieve in your characters, it helps to have the reader kind of connect with those characters because they understand these conflicts and that how how they're overcome how they're gotten through is something that the reader themselves might have done or at least can relate to in some way and it you know like I said it forms a stronger bond between the reader and the characters and keeps them hooked more to the story okay now for the other part of the conflict other type of conflict that I came up with which was conflict in nature As I was looking all around and all my hikes and walking around and trips and stuff I did through Yosemite Valley and seeing all this beautiful nature, I also saw conflict everywhere I looked. Just going back to the very beginning of how this valley was formed, it was a giant piece of rock, and then this massive ice river, a glacier, cut its way through the valley and made this giant, you know, hole through it that glacier was overcoming a conflict in its own way and cutting through the valley to get to where it wanted to go. In a way, that is conflict. Everywhere I'm surrounded by waterfalls and rivers, all kind of forming, all kind of going their own way in their specific direction, and all kind of carving and making their mark upon the rocks and the ways they're going. You can see over time how they've carved shapes into the rocks and through the rocks and different currents and ways they were going that has, you know, led to them getting to where they needed to go and, you know, go back tens, even hundreds of years. It looked a little different because they, you know, the extent to what they've done to a, the the amount of carving and eroding of the stone hadn't been as great back then. Um, I was even reminded of this, especially on our uh, little hike up to Vernal Falls, that there was one spot where there was this little tiny, like, streamlet trickle thing coming through the mountain, and there, that that little bit of water had found a way to get through the mountain and not become part of the river and create its own special pathway to make its way to eventually join the river much further down. So I get it away. This little streamlet had. Overcome its conflict and created a new way to get to the river. Uh, another cool thing I saw on the hike up were these trees that were everywhere, but particularly these trees that were just basically clamped to the rocks by the side of the path. There, they weren't buried deep in soil. They were—you could see their roots just reaching all around, and they were forming this like tenuous hold around all these rocks, and almost like a grasping hand around a stone. So it was just impressive to see. How these trees had evolved to survive here and live on these bare rocks, as opposed to being buried deep in soil with their roots reaching down. So it was as I was processing all my own conflicts that I'd had to achieve and overcome while staying there, and then looking at the conflicts of nature that I was observing all around me. That I, you know, I kind of see I had to look to see what what message I could take from it. And the one I came up with is seeing here is that life is about balance, but it's also about conflict. You seek to achieve that balance to make things even and work for you. But along the way, there's constant conflict that you have to assess and deal with and overcome. And that's how you get to that balance. You know, the saying, life isn't easy, comes from that. It's clear that with this massive ecosystem here in the Yosemite Valley that it was a case of everything kind of living in this special harmony working together with the trees and the water and the plants and everything Um, but also as beautiful as it all was it was a system that was in a constant state of conflict with the trees dealing with various climate the rain the snows at winter the heavy winds the fires during the fire season all these different things the rivers that vary on how strong they are depending on the snows up on the mountains and all these different things it's all different kinds of conflicts that all these parts of the ecosystem have to deal with to achieve this harmony so i hope this was a little helpful for you in thinking about conflict thinking about how you can use conflict and come up with conflicts within your story within your writing to help driving along because as I said you need conflict to make the story compelling and to have your characters have to fight and achieve something that they want to achieve this is what good stories are all about okay so we will move on to my recommendation for this episode and it is the book Four Lost Cities by Lee Newitz. It's a nonfiction history book. The subtitle is A Secret History of the Urban Age. So she takes on four cities that she talks about how they've kind of survived and changed and we're kind of the, one of the first, some of the first cities to, to have different ways of life and how it changed over time and how eventually they disappeared. So she starts off first with um, Ketahoyuk in ancient Turkey. Then does Pompeii and then Anchor Wat and ends with Cahokia here in the US. I'm, I'd say, I'm halfway through the second Pompeii part right now, and it's just a fascinating read. Just seeing, I mean, I'm always really into old stories of old life and what they were kind of like and she does a really good job of just painting that picture of what life was like back in these times when these cities were thriving how people got by what everyday life was like and like really painting this whole picture of of the world as it was then and then what it was that led to the changes in these specific cities and led to them basically dying out and disappearing so Again, that's Four Lost Cities by Annalie Newitz. It's a non-fiction history book, but unlike some other history books, it's about 250 pages. So it's nice and not too long. Not that I have problems with long books, but sometimes it's nice to read a history book and get all the details you want and not have it be in this big, massive, long book that you have to get through. So one last time, that's Four Lost Cities by Annalee Newitz. Thank you for listening to Writing Walks. I hope you enjoyed this episode and you got something from it. Again, I'm sad I didn't get to be able to record in Yosemite, but I at least took these notes while I was there and did the best I could to kind of create the feel and picture of what it was like there. Again, you can check out my Instagram to check out all the photos I took while I was there. And if you would like to support the show at all, if you enjoy the episodes, you can do so on our Patreon at patreon.com ostiumpodcast or you can um, support me on coffee and leave me a coffee. Links are in the show notes, and I think that about does it. So I hope next episode I'll be out somewhere in nature once again talking about writing. Until then... Thanks for listening, and happy writing walks. Would you rather have wireless on the most reliable network nationwide or unlimited with 5G for $30 a month per line? You don't have to choose with Xfinity Mobile. Wireless so good it keeps one upping itself. Most reliable based on Root's Metric U.S. report. Results vary, not an endorsement. $30 per month per line when you get four lines. Is your savings just sitting there? Well, put it to work. A premium online savings account from PenFed earns way more than the national average. So you can get your savings working on earning you a vacation or a new kitchen or that fancy exercise mirror. Apply at PenFed.org savings. Premium online savings account holders must agree to electronic delivery of account opening disclosures and monthly statements. $5 minimum required to open an account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.